welcome to today's edition of Startup Couches. And on the couch today, we have Soham. Soham is the founder and CEO of Self Drive. Welcome to the couch, Soham. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me here. Yeah, so on Startup Couches, what we do is we bring um, amazing people that are building great products in the markets on the couch for them to share their journeys um, and, you know, tell us more about the products that they are building you know, to inspire others. And so diving right into the questions, what is self-drive and how does it all work? Uh, so self-drive basically is a technology platform that uh, helps uh, car manufacturers and dealerships to uh, put cars that are unsold pieces more on the roads in terms of via adding revenue to the car dealership uh, by the ways of renting and leasing it to the market. <clears throat> okay. So we act as a, we act as a platform for we act as a platform for uh, dealerships uh, to add more revenue using our tech and for the market to gain direct access for the cars from the dealership. So okay. it gets us a very unique proposition wherein uh, you typically have seen you know people want to rent a car or lease it where yeah. uh, you don't have the leasing option for individuals. Uh, so we're the first company to have leasing options for individuals. Uh, you don't have to have a business or an enterprise to lease cars. It's an individual leasing also option. So as a platform, we do anything from one day going up to 36 months. Okay. That's amazing. That's actually super amazing. And I like the yeah. fact that it's straight um, arrangements with the dealerships themselves, right? Correct. So, Correct. Um, I was... I was I was I was in Dubai last Christmas and I remember correctly that there were a lot of services that are you know doing hires doing car hires you could easily hire cars there were also a lot of platforms so seeing this one that you know um is really just connected directly to the dealership is really really yeah. amazing exactly exactly so it also helps uh, add a more trust factor to the uh, you know, to the clients and customers who, yeah. uh, who are new to the country, and uh, they know it really helps them out understand uh, where the cars are coming from. Are they in great shape? Are we going to affect what happens in case we get into trouble? Are we in good hands? So, these are all uh, the factors that basically uh, had a customer response. So we really went deep dive into understanding all of them, and then we said, okay, what, what in case we really had dealerships directly leasing out cars, and then we, we started approaching dealerships and then we started seeing their interest coming through because they had a lot of uh, all uh, a lot of unsold uh, inventory lying with them. Yeah. Uh, that's because not all the segment of all the car models sell. I mean, for example, you may have the top line or the high line of the car of a particular model getting sold on yeah. high demand, but then mid-range or the low-range cars that basically do not sell, but then they have to discount it or probably literally give it under a heavy discount. Rather than that, they can just lease it out, rent it out on the platform and then, uh, you know, have a monthly recurring income for the dealership. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. And I like that it is a win-win situation also for the dealership. Absolutely. Yeah. So who is your main customer segment? I'm guessing you sell straight to um um how do you how do you see your customer segments? Are you do you see do you see the people that want to rent cars as your customers or do you see um the dealers as your customers? How do you view your customer um segments? Okay, so- 
I'll, I'll I'll come to that. So th- there are three clusters of a category what we what we've worked in our company. It's a very unique proposition though. So there's something called as the retail segment wherein we have tourist pop UAE that that's US but it's a global hotspot for tourism and you know culture and a lot of activities that happens and events that happen here in the country. So yeah. one one segment that addresses to uh, you know a retail which is daily and weekly reservations that they are here in the country for 6 7 days or 10 days uh, that's just for an event they're coming here or just to meet a family friends catch up with Dubai's uh, ecosystem. Yeah. Uh, so that's one pop- population which is a tourist uh, that is an incoming crowd. Yeah. Uh, other one we look at is the local population that is the emiratis uh, the local uh, nationals or the expat crowds we have around yeah. uh, more than 90, 90 different nationalities uh, living here in the middle east so uh, they are a huge population and we will we we address their requirements of on demand mobility too So okay. that's a segment that it is there, and the third cluster we move is the enterprise version, which is the B to B, business to business, or business to governments, wherein governments have huge fleet requirements, and because we have the appetite and the capacity, uh, as 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 mentioned, it's coming from dealerships, so, and we don't own any of these uh, cars. It, it it's easy for us to scale up operations in terms of if tomorrow any of the business enterprise comes and says they need 50 cars of this particular car model and if that's available we can immediately source and give it to them okay. so uh, so so that's the third cluster for us that's that's the customer base or the customer segment that i can address you on that okay okay that's actually perfect i like how you say you understand the market um how did you start this company what is the founding story like <laughs> okay the founding story was what we're doing currently is nothing where we started with okay so as a company uh, we started very way back in uh, 2005 uh, oh wow yeah but that started in india okay uh, and uh, that grew a place a small place called as pune which is around 185 kilometers from bombay which is uh, mumbai what they call it now and uh, this whole thing started with an understanding that in india there are no uh, legit or organized players in the rental car market and uh, we said that okay why don't we start something on those lines so we started with chauffeur driven and uh, we quickly realized we were doing uh, you know b2b uh, b2c both of the markets and we wanted to expand out of india but then we hit a lot of roadblocks we had that time tech never existed that time uber never existed i'm talking 2005 payment gateways were unheard of and online digital platforms were literally just starting that were scratching the platforms so so uh, yeah so we so we so 2010 self drive really happened to us wherein we saw india was a complete virgin market considering nobody in the market really had any platform as such to serve the inbound customer service so customers with uh, you know self driven vehicles uh, that's where we started our first journey with uh, self drive and that was in 2010 and when we started the platform called as selfdrive.in which is now the extended version of selfdrive.ae for the you know arab emirates and similarly we plan to have uh, you know companies uh, extended to other regions depending on uh, the next expansion plans what we have Yeah. So that's that's very much I mean from offline so we as a company have a DNA of uh, offline and online 
So it's a very rare breed to have it, and we cherish that a lot, is because we have the hands-on experience of problems that a rental car company faces because we had our own operations and some part of the day, and yeah. systems were been built up from ground up depending on. uh what are the challenges and what can be automated and what cannot be automated in the systems so uh we talk automotive language as founders too so that's me and my co-founder who is a tech guy i'm the founder too so i look at the markets i look at the expansion and he uh, he looks at the technology building part of it so we we, we both of it collaborated together in uh, back in 2007 Uh, uh we had our pitfalls too i mean in 27 uh, 2007 we built up our first website in india for real time uh, uh update for uh, you know airport services which miserably failed but it taught us a lot with the the technologies that we used back then the relationships we what we built that then with payment architectures and everything was one of the most difficult parts i mean today you can get a payment gateway or a phone call or just an email application in those days it took us 6 months to get one approval wow and uh, we've seen a very different uh, we've seen we we've, we've lived that uh, transition and, yeah from analog uh, to digital correct so so uh, That, that was a beautiful journey, I would say, uh, in in the past. And then self drive really took us very beautifully upscale, considering we were able to scale back in India as well as. Then we happened in mid. So UAE happened to us in twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen. So that's where we launched the platform. We got introduced to dealerships, and we we decided to scale it up, and we saw the potential in the market, and then took it forward. So this is a kind of the founding story, you know, where we started as chauffeur driven. uh and then we moved to self drive and then moved to tech only so from having our own operations to moving asset light moving technology to help rent a car companies to get business so what i really understood was people who have uh the capacity and the know how of how to run a rent a car business uh lag massively in uh how to get more business and yeah. so we decided to divide this whole business into two sections one is uh businesses or enterprises or rental car companies that have the muscle power to buy cars and really have the know-how of the region that they are into and the tech part of it that basically helps them attract more business and keep a secured uh, and a recurring revenue uh, flow that helps them where they are from their whatever targets they want to achieve on month on month or year on basis so that's what we exactly uh, do now so that's a transition of the founding story i would say yeah yeah that's actually amazing um and so is self drive uae um self drive ae or self drive india are they two separate entities cuz um you raised some money in 2019 yeah, so that is a separate entity yeah that two separate entities we did raise uh, uh, uh we did raise a crowdfunding round for 150k in 2019 uh this basically uh was to fuel up our internal growth architecture for uh you know the payment mechanism that we were working in the middle east as so we wanted to make sure that we can we were able to uh, push forward supplier payments on uh, as soon as possible without so with the company a uh, dna is that we don't uh, ask for credit lines or we don't take credit lines so it's not without oh, wow. we offer credit lines to the market nor we take it from our suppliers so it's everything is live wire 
and we wanted to push that tech forward and that's the reason this uh, this uh, this round was being raised and we've been very successfully uh, i would say proudly say we've really been able to uh, do around 5x to 10x of that growth after we raised this round mm-hmm. and uh, we we are now looking into have uh, the second round too so let's see how does that go Yeah so tell me about this second round um is it going to be a a a series round what's it going it's to be it's a pre-series round it's a it's a pre-series round uh we okay. have to raise a, a million uh, dollars and uh, we've we've got some uh, very interesting investors on board who understand the architecture understand the industry and everything so um that's going good as of uh, as on date uh, we look forward to closing this round soon Okay. Okay, that makes sense. And so, um I like to ask something personal. What would you say are the two major challenges you face today at self-drive? Um two major challenges I would say uh, uh one initially we faced were the uh building the supply chain mechanism because uh it was very new to the whole market. not just the customers but for uh, the dealerships as well so the initials initial was very tough uh, we used to an onboarding of a dealership could take you anything from uh, say 3 months going up to 1 and a half year yeah that was literally nerve wracking where we can say that we can prove to a dealer that hey listen your brand has business but the dealer still wants to hold his inventory and expects that inventory to sell some day or the other looking at the reason of some festive season but yeah. they lost of one and a half year is the depreciation value and the amount of lock in of their capital that they have invested in you know importing this car in the region so that was one of the key elements that we really felt was uh, one of the biggest challenge and the other challenge because we were very new to the region it 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 wanted it it gave us an understanding that we were going to be slightly but slower so initially we we prerequisitely wanted to be more conservative our own uh, as a platform and just wanted to hand pick few of them but then that really gave us an experience is like the more you are part of the ecosystem you more experience you get the more uh, platform starts opening up and that that was initial one of those two uh, major uh, you know challenges i would say yeah yeah i see that um and you know how did the pandemic affect self drive did it affect it in a positive way um, i'm guessing because when the pandemic hit a lot of you know travel stopped especially in the uae right um up until maybe around november when things started opening up again hotels started opening up so how did that affect the business um okay so pandemic has been in a positive side for the company oh. uh, uh, uh this happened for two specific reasons one uh in uncertainty people refused to invest and with that kind of a mindset it was Uh, an immediate boost for understanding that people would not buy cars uh, people would want to have more and more short term availability of their mobility requirements oh, so that makes sense so so what happens is it's like when pandemic hit people were losing jobs there were there was pay cuts happening in and there were uh, a complete you know people couldn't move unless you know 
only the emergency and essential services were there. We did something very uh, radical. We uh, we had a I, I remember very clearly, twenty fourth of March, UAE went into lockdown, and from the fourth of April, we went into hundred percent lockdown, which is like absolutely no movement. Yeah. And uh, I remember we having a meeting on the sixth of April uh, with with our team members that. Uh, were, the calls were flooded with people wanting to return cars and uh, everybody were kind of on a very panic note so you know what's going to happen are we going to go down to zero with all the acquisition what we've done all the cars are going to come in the parking lots uh, dealers were kind of not because we were kind of doing uh, you know around uh, 400 odd cars that time on road and having 400 cars is getting back to the parking lot is not a good deal. Yeah. So uh, I remember we, uh, we we coming up with a solution called as pause your subscription. So the pause your subscription module was actually built years ago. And I remember me talking down to my uh, co-founder. Uh, he said, uh, you know, do you think that we should launch pause your subscription right now and let people pause their subscription rather than returning the cars? We don't know how how long the lockdown would last, but uh, let's let's at least introduce this to the clients and uh, see how it goes. See, let's see how it goes. And then uh, he was on for it. We already had the module been built, and so we got our uh, customer support team trained within a couple of hours, and it was absolutely in a war front, uh, you know timeline-based execution, what we had to do, because our calls were like flooded, uh, people, you know, trying to reach us, figuring it out, when can they return the car, they don't want to make the payments, they don't want to continue with it anymore. And uh, within the first 48 hours of our launch, we were able to reduce our returning of the cars by nearly 94%. Wow. And the solution that we offered them was uh, consider your, your your maturity or your end date is, you know, 24th or the 5th or whatever that date is. And uh, you plan to keep it or you already are, have committed for six months or 12 months of subscription. So we knew that you intend to use it, but just because of this lockdown, you are not able to use the services. So we just said, okay, as a company, we, we might take the hit. So we did a calculation that basically said, what in case this, all those 400 cars come back, what is the cost of acquisition that we may have to do again to get these 400 cars back on road? And then we said, what in case we have a, a midway solution that we do not charge the customers till the time we don't cross that amount? Hmm. So we had an X figure in our mind. We realized that, okay, we have an X understanding that, okay, if I have to reacquire 400 customers to get this 400 customers back on and 400 cars back on road, this is the X amount that I would land up pay as a company. Yeah. And in case that I say that, okay, hey, you don't pay for it. Just keep the car with you. And in case the lockdown opens, you know, just reuse the car and it's all yours. And we will restart your billing. Now, this was a big gamble. I mean, this was a massive big gamble. Yeah, yeah, complete, complete. I mean, we were totally like either either way, 
it's going to either we're going to lose simple and yeah. we lose the cars back or we lose uh, you know the customers but the point of it is we lose a customer i always felt losing a customer is going to be a much more uh big loss more a bigger damage to the company than acquiring next 400 customers so why would you like to lose something that you already have it with you yeah just to say that okay temporary purposes that you will not be getting paid for that so so had that calculation did the maths both of us agreed said let's let's do this and uh, so we we the, the immediately the call flow went down clients were happy they said like, hey because i'm not paying i don't care the car lies in my parking lot but are you sure you guys don't want it so we started emailing every one of them and i remember i had talked to the whole team uh, though they were working from home and they really really made sure that no customer went or no email went unheard and then they really contacted everybody and made sure that it was uh, been given into their written mailbox stating that hey listen will the company won't charge you uh, and don't you don't need to break a subscription and let's see what happens the exciting part was just exactly after a month on 24th 24th of uh, uh, may the government asked to you know decided to partially open the lockdown and wow. and everybody uh everybody uh started calling up stating uh, uh you know we've been no they, they just start our billing wow the cars already there with them so yeah. we start our billing so this way two things happen first we didn't lose our customers two we didn't uh, lose money we didn't lose money we we did lose for what of the time duration yes but then acquisition was not that cost that we actually would have lost you know if we would have taken all the cars yes. back in yes. a parking lot so yes. uh, that was a huge uh, huge difference that i would say i'm i'm kind of proud of the whole team and the company that we really you know uh, decided came together and decided to fight it because it was impossible without just taking a take a decision and say okay we plan to implement it but there's no implementation then so the, within within 48 hours going 96 so the overall dip if i say the company really had was only 6% wow the time duration we did not take the decision to time duration we took the decision was only 6% of the cars that that got back to us and the revenue losses that we typically made for that time duration but the third biggest thing that happened with the company was the loyalty of the customers yes Yes. now what happened is something something very different that we'd never anticipated happened uh clients not just extended their uh, contractual period uh they did come back and added more clients and more referrals to us wow and they they mentioned that okay i i really loved and at, at and you were genuine as a company they said that you were genuine when uh, we couldn't use it you gave the option to pause it and we didn't use it you didn't charge us and when we are back and uh, we gave them the option up to 45 days that you could uh, you know restart your billing yeah because we said we don't know when the lockdown will pick up and exactly precisely for a luckiest part of it that uh, exactly after a month the lockdown was restrictions were eased up and we had a partial lockdown removed wow. and uh, on the 4th of uh, june uh, 
uh, we had full lockdown restrictions removed and uh, our phone lines were flooded again with inquiries and new reservation because now two things happened people were rushing down to sell their assets uh, yeah. in the used car market because they knew that their probably jobs are lost or they're going to have a pay cut and they don't want to carry out with their long term installments with their kind of lifestyle of high end paying installments yeah. which they they might not want to afford it in the future so they wanted to that that was panic selling that happened that yeah. what we saw and all of that audience moved to on demand uh, Uh, you know requirements for car subscription yeah, yeah. yeah monthly car requirements and that's where we say that we came into the uh, advantages position of uh, the uh, pandemic right yeah um, now this also played a similar role that ca- companies that did not offer pause option uh, to their corporate customers uh, they had a massive massive pile up of acres and acres of pile up of cars coming back the wow. leasing needs and everybody and they're like fighting for money fighting for one month payments their credit lines screwed up everything and now the biggest problem was the enterprise may surely pay them some day at the later that's the different story that's the agreement what they had but now what to do with the existing fleet yeah and that's exactly where we pitched in and we said because we were uh, we were practically taking bulk orders and we pitched in and say hey listen uh, we as a platform are ready uh, we have reservations we have reservations coming uh, from all directions uh, from all communities all nationalities everywhere and we need more cars so we help not just the dealerships then we help the leasing companies also of yeah. uh, leasing companies to get their cars out in the market and start generating revenue for them yeah That's actually super amazing. Oh, that's probably the story of the pandemic for us. <laughs> that's super super amazing. That's super amazing. I think my last question for you is you have been in the startup space for years. Yes. Years, right. So I would like to ask you what are the two biggest lessons you've learned so far concerning customer acquisition? I I want to be specific to customer acquisition. What are the two things that you have seen that hasn't changed all the way from the days of analog without internet without payments being online without all of this to today where it feels like everything is online you know what right. are the two lessons you've learned around customers or acquiring or retaining customers that hasn't changed okay i'll i'll tell you the very beautiful stuff that i've really experienced it personally when it's offline and online both i've i've had some hands on experience in both the sections of it okay uh, the customer segment has overall changed a lot in the recent years a lot of founders i've seen being focused about the product the quality uh the making sure being very very perfectionist this is equally with goes with us this is exactly what we used to do back in india we used to be like uh, ultra careful about every customer imagine you know supplying uh, coke cans and uh, lays in the cars and newspaper and mineral water for all the cars that uh, we used to provide in uh, 2005 to 2010 in chauffeur driven era yep. and all cars you see when we used to take our like local newspaper which is the english daily of times of india was like around around 350 newspapers a day just because they would go every day so we were, we were we were very very highly focused about our customer centric approach and uh, making sure uh 
you know they have been treated well uh, driver training uh, behavioral training and everything we really invested a lot in that okay but somewhere we need to realize that are we in the there are there are two sections of the business or the industry are we in the uh you know the thankful uh section of the business model as a product or are we into the thankless section of the business model now i'll explain what does it mean okay so irrelevant what do you do if it's a chauffeur driven service it always used to come into a thankless job it doesn't matter we did everything we did everything but if the driver does uh a a, a blunder for 5 minutes or lands up taking a wrong route or deviation because of traffic jam the person sitting in the back has all the rights to call up the gm and write a big 10 kilobyte email yeah but then on the other side the day we started self drive and they said okay we are removing the painful as- aspect of the whole ecosystem which is the driver now you yeah. take control of it all of a sudden it happened as the thankfulness oh we loved the car we loved the experience mm. because now the experience is direct if there is a jam he equally stuck in that jam yeah so the point of the customer centricness has changed it's it's also defined by industry that you are into yeah. uh, it could be different from different geographical location might be applicable to but this has been my personal experience now coming down to online and offline modes of everything and acquisition part yeah i'm a strong believer of moving fast okay. we did that same in offline also we did that same in online also uh you need to be sure of having as many acquisitions done as you can uh perfection will follow the customers will tell you what is good for you and what is good for them the okay. customer tell you your they, they will speak out if they are angry they'll speak out they'll speak out you know where to where to change the way to change direction all you need to do is keep your keep your ears open two things i would always recommend one do not enter a market with one product give the market what all you plan to do irrelevant if it's perfect it's not perfect okay just give it to it just offer them let the market decide what they want i'll give you an example when we came to ue we had the option of going daily weekly first because tourist population is huge all our marketing agencies gave us all the metrics stating that uh, you know in ue people come for 6 days 6 days 7 days exactly it's a tourist population airport business all you need to focus on is this the airports and you'll be you'll be surprised we not just did launch daily weekly at day 1 but we also launched a monthly business okay and you'll be surprised 99% of the total business that came was monthly oh, wow and because daily weekly had too much of competition already who's yeah. going to hear you in that where is the there's just too much of noise and then all you need to do is just scale up what the customer wants just go full throttle so we so so we not just started doing so the earlier version of self drive uh, uae had only 30 days billing cycle then okay. we used as uh, 
yearly so three months uh, so one month three months six months 12 months we offered that then we started option optioning out installments into it then we started doing 24 and 36 months now we have started doing lease to own if you already paid to have already owned the car for 36 months and paid for it just pay the remaining amount and the car is yours yeah right so the point of here is the cars are new uh, that fits in with the customers they want to stay with the car that gives you the retention the service and the quality is automated because your supply chain management is fixed correctly mm-hmm. and uh, all as a as a platform or as a founder you need to make sure is acquire as fast as possible and as as many as you can depending on what your you know marketing budgets are or what your acquisition uh, strategies are but then the the i i i am used to the word blitzscaling so yeah. in real sense do it yeah and you see the acquisition and always always uh, you know listen to the customers i just don't want to say it on the podcast today but i actually do listen to every weekend i spend in some time of troublesome customers listening to the audio recordings wow. and that's exactly what they tell you to do all they are the, the what happens when anybody is angry as a customer he's going to tell you to do the right thing and what better than just doing the right thing and just listen <laughs> okay i get you we probably messed it up here and then we know whether it's supply chain that got messed up or the logistic that got messed up or our commitments that got messed up or that something on the something is not visible i mean I, I, it's it's very easy to say that okay build a tech platform and you know you know go and start doing business but then it's crazy the no matter how many lines of text that you put a lot of lot of times people just say oh it just i just surpassed that i didn't care to read it and then so all of these small even micro levels it 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 makes those changes immediately and and move fast i mean move fast in making those changes move fast in listening to the customers and that will give you the necessary growth that you want yeah yeah so that's the very much the customer acquisition side i would say yeah that makes perfect sense that makes perfect sense um on this josh i would like to say thank you so much soham for coming on the couch today this has been an interesting conversation you know sharing this journey of self drive i think one of the things that stood out for me is the really 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 innovative way um introducing postal subscription during the pandemic i think that is you know um really 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 creative and i'm really really grateful that it did pay off and it did pay off even way better than your expectations absolutely so, i like i like i like the customer centric focus of the business and so i am really looking forward to more growth and more growth i don't know if you have expansion plans um and you know how far you have gone with um your race but i like to say you know keep going congratulations and you know just keep growing um hopefully i'll also see you soon um on the couch or maybe when next time you know in 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 the uae but um for everyone that's also listening um and you are in india you are in dubai and you want to you know rent a car you know you're on holiday you are here for months 
you know make sure you use self-drive because this service as you have heard is tested and trusted over years they have customers that are really loyal to them that speaks a lot about um how they will treat you as a customer so make sure that you check out self-drive anytime you're in dubai anytime you're in india um for your you know um short-term car um needs and every week you already know we bring you amazing people like soham on the couch um and so make sure that you subscribe make sure you share with your friends and until next time see ya Thank you for that. Thank you so much.